Would you like to formally start now then? Welcome to the Create and Invent podcast, where we talk to all kinds of people that uh, create stuff and invent stuff. And today we've got somebody that's uh, really interesting, does a lot of uh, building and kind of has a bit of philosophy behind it, a lot of thinking, a lot of a lot of thoughts. Our guest today is Pocket83. How are you doing, Pocket? Well enough, thank you. Pat, how are, how are you? I think I'm also doing well enough. I'm a little tired today, but I'll be okay. Now, now today, at, uh, at Pocket's request, we're going to do something slightly different, although not too different. What, what we have, each of us have, not questions, but kind of like conversation starters. And we've decided we're going to have a time limit on it. So it's going to be 10 minutes each that we're going to just go into this and just, just talk about it. I'm ready for whatever you tell me to do, Jeremy. You're in charge. You're the boss. And Am I get I in the trouble, boss? I'm told, if... You, you act like I'm some sort of <laughs> taskmaster or something, but I don't think I've ever uh, gotten mad at you. Note to viewers listeners rather i apologize for not uploading a video feed i tried but my camera doesn't it's just not compatible i'm used to recording things and then editing them and then later posting them online but today it didn't work that way and i apologize i wanted to put something visually interesting here for you but it didn't work of course my online persona is anonymous you don't get to see my face these guys don't get to see my face either (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which puts them at a disadvantage. I'm, I apologize for that. But Oh, Pocket, I'm always at a disadvantage. It'll be fine. Note also, this is my second appearance on their podcast, but the podcast has evolved. Pat is a new addition. And I was, the last time here, I was, it was more of an interview format. This time, this is, I'm, I'm trying to make more of a discussion because... Really, the person that I am is not all that interesting. It's mostly incidental. I try to make my YouTube persona more about presenting ideas and less about me. Can I ask you about a topic right now? Certainly, yeah. I want to know more about this Johnstown flood you were telling me about before. Okay, sir. Yeah, yeah before sure. Before we started recording. And, and oh. Pat, Pat and Pocket, you guys are both natives of Pennsylvania, correct? Just to throw that out there. Yes, and to, and to get listeners up to speed, I was... I, I've just met I've just met Matt or Pat. Sorry, I've just met Pat for That's the first okay. time. Jeremy, I've known for a while, but Pat and I are both Pennsylvania natives. But he comes from the east half, the eastern half, and I come from the western half. And I'm arguing that it's two entirely different states with Pennsylvania in the middle, of course. If on, you say so. On the left half that I live on, there's this little town called Johnstown. Quite a long time ago, it flooded. And if you've not heard of the Johnstown flood, you need to Google it. Wikipedia, it, really interesting story. Something like 2,200 people died. And it was an engineering disaster. And that kind of brings it to this podcast because it kind of has a engineering flavor here. Well, I was just hoping it's, you weren't saying this podcast is generally a disaster. It can be, yes. <laughs> if you want to see a true disaster, just... Put engineers on it. Yeah, that's true. Well, okay, so it breaks down like this. The Johnstown flood was caused by a group of wealthy landowners and hunters. And I think I can't remember. I haven't read the Wikipedia page to prepare for this, but it's some, the Andrew Carnegie's of the area, you know, they, they had this exclusive private hunting camp and they built it way up in the mountains on top of Johnstown. Johnstown is down in a valley on the Connemar River way up at top they dammed it up and so you have this lake on top of a mountain with an earthen dam and they had a f- flood waters and it gave 
and you can still to this day drive up and see where the dam was and it's it's madness you, you, do, you don't have to be an engineer to notice that this is just a bad idea to build a giant lake on top of a mountain with a town down in the valley underneath catastrophic hmm was it wasn't yeah. that the plot of that movie with um uh, guy from smoking the soggy the bottom boys. Are you talking about the soggy bottom boys, Jeremy? Oh, that's that's a lovely movie. <laughs> oh, oh, brother, where art thou? Yes. Yes, it's you know, it's based on the Greek Greek tragedy. Oh, oh yeah, the, because there was the guy with the one eye and yada 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 and the okay. sirens and everything. Oh right? yeah. yeah, Homer's Odyssey, also starring George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, a little before <laughs> his time. I was thinking of the one where, um, what's his name? Smokey, Smokey and the Bandit goes down the, the river. I don't There's know. a river in Smokey and the Bandit? Uh, you know what? We're going to have to edit this out because I'm, I'm forgetting the guy's <laughs> name. But you can't edit it out. That's cheating. Yeah, let don't cheat, Jeremy. No, the you guy, Burt Bert, 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 Bert Reynolds, Bert Reynolds goes down the river and they're saying they're going to dam it up. And oh. there's a the guy with the banjo. And it's not really about Pennsylvania. I think it's in South Carolina. Well, the Soggy Bottom Boys were the name of the fictional band in the George Clooney movie. Excellent movie. If you, if you haven't seen it, go watch Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I've seen it. It's been, it's been a while, though. Have you seen The Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Yes. I haven't yet. Now I want to see it because I heard that Buster Scruggs is basically Bugs Bunny. Maybe because he's always getting into trouble and he never fails to get out of it and he does it in a very Bugs Bunny way and now I only learned this recently and I really need to see this now. Huh. Mixed feelings about the their the Cone Brothers work. No, that's off topic. I didn't I like their Garfield there. movie. Bill Murray is well, he's famous for a lot of things, but he's famous for saying that he did the Garfield movie because he thought it was the Cone Brothers directing it. But it's a different person with the name Cohen. It's not, it's not related at all. He just said yes because he liked all the Cohen brothers movies. And that yeah. voice is permanently stamped in my memory as the voice of Garfield. Where are we going with all this? So, hey, so so anyway, why don't why don't we get into our actual questions pocket? So you you have one, I assume. So what's what's your first question slash subject? I made a list of eleven of them. Oh, eleven. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Jeremy didn't. Am know I supposed better. to answer the questions? We. No, Jeremy didn't brief to, me on this. They were just supposed to be discussion topics, like bullet points that we should each ask, force each other to talk about. But okay. Jeremy was he spoiled it by sending an email to us, so we already know what his are. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know this was supposed to be anonymous. Well, I have enough that I can surprise you all. Okay. But. Let's go to the lawn efficiency one, I think. Yes, I agree. So so 10 minutes for that. Is, are we doing that? Say that again. Lawn efficiency. It's a timer. I'm, I, that's what oh. you said. Oh, we're already... Oh, we better get to it. It's already being timed. Because, because Pocket, you know, I was reading this biography of um, the, the uh, invasion of Cuba. You know, I write very delicate and stuff, and they said something about how Castro got invited to speak at the UN. They said, let's let's keep it pretty short. And he broke the record for length of time speaking. So, you know, this is going to keep this is going to keep us honest. Okay. So, you started the timer thirty seconds before we got on. All right. Topic. So he's got he's got to ten thirty. It's like penalty time in soccer. <laughs> okay, we'll Go. Brief, brief background really quickly. Jeremy and I were having this discussion and on the telephone, and he keeps saying, "Stop it! We'll use this for podcast material." But 
I was trying to explain to him that I have this obsession with lawn cutting efficiency, not because I give a squirt about lawns. I'm not one of those people. I used to live in a neighborhood where everybody keeps a finely manicured lawn. I, I resent that. I think it's silliness. But that's before I owned a lot of property. Now I have a substantial lawn. So you have to use a riding tractor here. It's probably more than an acre of grass that I have to cut. And so the path that you choose to use to ride your lawn tractor around really affects the outcome of time and fuel efficiency. And so so, so you, would, you would say you're something of a, uh, maybe not a Car Carnegie, but a, uh, a melon maybe? Is that is that right with your oh. property now? Oh, like I'm a land baron? No, 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 no. But um, my... where, where you grew up in Pennsylvania, are, are they called grass cutters instead of lawn mowers? No, they're lawn mowers. Oh, where I come from, they're grass cutters. See, I, we I are feel, in different states. I feel like grass cutters will be the people that cut your grass. Is yes. that not? Yeah, maybe. But the, so is the device. I gotta go buy a new grass cutter. I gotta get gas for the grass cutter. No matter where you live, we have a cultural infatuation in the United States with lawn care. It's obsessive. I don't have that. I'm aware that I have two different kinds of grass, two different breeds of grass in my yard. We have a nice grass, whatever it's called, and then the neighbor's thick, nasty, ugly grass has been working its way into our front yard. And I want it to take over completely because it grows like a weed and it doesn't need as much water. It's not as soft on your feet, though. Yeah, Kentucky bluegrass, it's called. The nice stuff that everybody wants. But really what everybody ends up with is dandelions, which I think has a beautiful irony. Consider this idea, dandelions. Nobody wants them. I don't know why. They're just little yellow flowers. You can They're even edible. Why doesn't anybody want them? Because it destroys the perfection of the perfectly green lawn ideal. And so people... I would love to have dandelions. Well, I do now because I live in, this, where, in a place where nobody can judge me. But the, here's the irony. People cut their grass. They cut it so often that it causes the dandelions to become selected. The dandelions are under a selection pressure. So the ones that don't come to seed quickly don't get to spread their seed. And so people have effectively selected dandelions for a fast-growing variety, which just made them spread worse. And so now dandelions are everywhere in lawns. It's so beautiful that the people that fought it so hard have made the dandelion problem what it is. I love it. Thoreau has this quote. Um, let me remember. The mower, perchance, cuts flowers I have not yet seen bloom. I might have botched that quote, but it's a great idea because what we decide is a weed is arbitrary. Any plant, any, I've certainly lived, or I have certainly learned this after moving out to this woods that any plant, any weed, if given the right conditions, is beautiful by its own right. I don't know about those ones that smell bad. But that's a very philosophical. I mean, that that's exactly the kind of insight we, we expect from you, Pocket. That you know, just just a different way of thinking of things. So, yeah, except it had nothing to do with grass cutting efficiency. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's, oh, let's it's get grass back to cutting that. efficiency. <laughs> Is that what we were talking about? Yeah, it's the engineering problem. Well, supposedly Jeremy has a solution to it. I do not. I instead obsess over patterns, different patterns, different approaches to cutting my grass. I've tried everything from. I've even tried randomizing where I just make decisions impromptu to go for the 
biggest patch of uncut grass. You guys will remember if you've ever used a U-Haul rental truck. I actually, mm-hmm. actually have not. Well, 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 you'll imagine this, that they argue on the dashboard that, okay, there's a little gauge that goes up when you press the gas. And if you press the gas heavily, it'll go up into the red. And if you just press it lightly, it'll stay in the green and the yellow. And so it promotes people to take their foot off the gas. Why? But they argue on the dashboard that it's for efficient for fuel efficiency. But that's not true because fuel efficiency is there are a lot of variables involved. It doesn't know whether you're going up a hill or whether there's rain. It doesn't know about those things. It's just a perfect one to one correlation with the gas pedal. You stomp on the gas, it goes up to the red. Let off, it goes down. But what they're doing is they're trying to make you go easy on their engines so that they don't have to wear out their equipment. So it's nonsense, but it's a neat idea that if you can imagine as you're driving the U-Haul, you'll try to keep it in that green zone. So I try to imagine myself as I'm cutting grass as when I'm over 100% uncut grass, I try to picture it as being in the green zone. And when I'm over grass that I haven't have already cut before, it goes into the red zone because I'm losing fuel efficiency. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. In that way, I visualize as I'm cutting grass what patterns are the most efficient. And I've just become obsessed over the years with this idea. And so I've tried a bunch of different, what would you call them? Algorithms? Yeah, patterns, algorithms. And... I struggle with it so bad, and I'm hoping that, okay, I've said enough. I want to hear what you guys have to say about the topic. I've used a riding lawnmower once before I was old enough to drive, and I didn't understand how the clutch worked, and I accidentally pulled a big giant wheelie and scared the crap out of myself. I mean, I don't know if it was giant. The front wheels came off the ground, so it seemed huge at the time. That's definitely not efficient. No. Well, I didn't know. I hit the... I lifted the clutch pad. I guess it's a weird thing. It's a clutch and gas are the same. Like when you lift up farther, it throttles up too. And I didn't. I don't really understand. This was a long time ago. I've slept since then, and I didn't prepare for this test pocket. Nobody, <laughs> nobody told me about this. So I'm. <laughs> All right. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you my opinion. When um, I'm at our old house, we had a big hill, and basically I would either go up and down, up and down. Or then I go like kind of in a circle, you know, like a, a not a circle, like a rectangular circle that just squishes in on yeah. itself, like a what's a like big a hill resolution. to you in Florida, Jeremy? Well, this was in South Carolina, actually. The what's that, a big house, hill in South Carolina? Well, I think uh, in this yard that was probably less than an acre from the from the street to the house was I would estimate uh, 20, 20 feet of elevation change. It was it was quite a hill. It was quite hilly there in that particular place. So one time I ran over a wasp's nest, and that was not not very efficient when I oh, don't do ran that. into my house. And okay, that's definitely off off track. No, I used to have a a hill at the when I at the house I grew up in. I did not have a riding lawnmower. I just had an electric push lawnmower. And there's a a bit of a hill right at the front of the front yard. But it was too steep to go sideways across. But it was too. It was also too steep to go down and then turn around and come back the other way. So you'd always go down. This is an important point. Hills change everything because it's that's a complex variable, and that's something that completely remaps how we're going topography. 
topography yeah. completely remaps how we're going to approach the grass cutting problem. So yeah, I used to have to go forward and then scooch the lawnmower yes. sideways and pull it back and then scooch it over and go and I would go back and forth that 10 feet. But for the sake of yeah. for the sake of simplicity, let's just assume that the yard is perfectly level because the problem okay. is already complex enough. If you have a perfectly circ let's take the simplest case. In the simplest case you have a a circular area to cut. The most p efficient possible pattern would be a spiral. You start at the outside, move in and smaller and smaller, just like a roll of toilet paper is wrapped. I've seen the video of that with a rope attached to the to the motorized lawnmower that just keeps coming in closer and closer as the rope goes around the post. All right. Maybe well, Pat has a solution. You can see that's a good that's a good model. It's a good way to look at it. It's perfectly efficient. There's no except for your overlap from one path or one path yeah. to the next. There's no waste. Now in next, machining, we call that step over. You know, in in uh, in, in uh, conspiracy theories, they call that crop circles. That's how they were formed back in the day. <laughs> they with just a had lawnmower a or a grass? I, I'm sorry, with a grass cutter. Yeah, well, they, they what they did was they put a big chain on a John Deere tractor, and the tractor would just go around and around. I, I don't know that to be Is true. Is that how but you did it? That's maybe. No, that's not how I did it. But but since we're since we're well into penalty time here, I better reveal the the solution for this, Pat. You don't have a solution to this. I problem. do have a solution. I do have a solution. I live in a neighborhood with an HOA, and the lawn people just come and cut it for me. I also have lawn people that come and cut it for me. An but, HOA isn't the solution to any problem. I don't have an HOA. I just have, <laughs> we have guys that you call up I, and they come out every I'm, other I'm, week. And I'm not saying I would have voted for an HOA, but I'm just saying you, you, I solved it with my, uh, my green government backed tool, which is money. <laughs> oh, nicely done. <laughs> the abuses <laughs> of authority that those HOA monsters inflict upon innocent people is it it's it's insane people who i've i just recently watched a program where it was it was talking about how people who have the desire for authority seek it out in those for no other some people like authority for no other reason than to have authority <laughs> Man, is there a South Park episode where, where Cartman becomes a HOA president? No, but I can because imagine if, that he'd be perfect. If not, they should. In 37 seasons, they must have by now, Jeremy. Yeah. Has it been, hasn't been 37, has it? No, but it's a lot. It's been a while. Maybe it's been on The Simpsons. I'd also recommend watching the X-Files episode about the HOA monster. Oh, Ooh, I don't remember good. that one. And That's, I've seen the X-Files. It's a memorable one. Literally, it's an HOA monster. Yeah, I, I no guess that spoiler. was kind of my, my guess. But. No spoiler. Okay, so we're not getting anywhere on the lawn efficiency one. It's such right. an interesting topic, but maybe for me, a lot of people... Probably General thought on this, that lawn optimization is a quest that you will never never attain. Is that wait, just wait. kind of your... I have an important question to go along with that, that they could probably be answered together. How well have you done on the efficiency? Like, have you Like, do you have a bad... Like a bad timing and a good timing to compare? Do you like extreme ends or anything from your your experimentation? Extreme. Pat, if I were so methodological, if I was if I were so methodical, if I were that clean in my approach to solving problems, I would be unstoppable. 
no, 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 no. I understand the scientific approach. I just don't ever implement it. No, no, no. I okay. just go, I go straight out there with my intuition and I just imagine all these fantastic models in my head and I barely ever, there's just no rigor. I'm a mess. And well, that's what, okay. I just figured maybe in the things you've done, you've done it a really bad way in a pretty good way. And maybe, you know, it's 10% faster, 80% faster. Or I've something. learned some things about patterns. That's what I can say. I could general, I could make some general statements about patterns because again, uh, again. All right. Well, let's just break down a little for this. If, if somebody was coming here and say, how do we, how do we optimize their lawn cutting? What would you say to that person? What's your, what's your solution? Do you have one? Yes. We need to develop an AI because it's beyond the capacity for the human. It's beyond human comprehension. It's beyond the <laughs> maximum capacity of the human Cognitive well, we have ability. a fast enough computer. We could just, we don't even need the AI. You could just brute force it, just run simulations until you find something pretty good. That, yeah, and you run it through a But the problem is, is that every lawn is different. And as soon as you plant another tree, the patterns are, the whatever pattern you were using is completely obsolete. I just planted 15 well, trees in my front yard, and now the pattern is radically different. If you get there quick enough, you could just drive the lawnmower right over the trees, and they won't even affect the, they won't even affect the outcome. No, they wouldn't. That would be a, that's definitely an efficient solution. Yeah, the efficiency well, I, I think... is always with respect to something, Pat. It is. Well, I thought it was in respect oh. to the lawn today. Well, yes. If we're being purists, then yeah, we just do the spiral right over everything, <laughs> even the house. We don't yeah, need it. That's right. So you know what really annoys me as a technical writer and just somebody that thinks about these things sometimes is if, if you see a commercial that says, this can be done 50% faster with this with this product. I'm like, well, you have to have some standard of fastness. You can't just say 50% faster. It does, it's a meaningless statement. I mean, I think what they're saying is you do can do it in half the time, but it's not 50% faster because you don't have some you know, set standard of, of Well, this. why isn't 50% faster the same as half the time? Pat, he's saying that there's no basis for comparison because the the mathematics is. Well, that's what I thought he was saying too. But then he said it would be okay if they were saying it was half the time. Did you, I you hear can, that you wrong? You can you can do it in half the time, but you can't say. I I don't know. I'm having a hard time defining this to be honest. But it's something that's been uh, can bothering I, me a little bit. Can I elaborate? Yes, please. Because I one of my one of my topics that I wrote down is bad math. And false equality. Okay, great. Because we're we're uh, well into penalty time here, so we'll. Uh, All right, we'll start we'll that go, timer over again. Start it over. Click okay, it. Do so you know how to work it? I don't. I don't even know how. I, I don't even use this. Ever, but, <laughs> but you. That would be bonus time while I figure it out. You brought this up, bad math, and I think maybe it's a label for the problem that you have here. Have you noticed? And I know you both have that when you go to buy toilet paper now, they have these any these equa these equations. Like 12 equals 48? What planet yeah. are you living on where 12 equals 48? That's 12 rolls of toilet paper, not 48. Well, look, look, look Pocket. First of all, I'm interested to hear what you say. I have to say on this, but this would have been a fantastic subject like three years ago. Just, I'll, just put, I'll just put that out there. Jeremy, this is still a fantastic subject because I'm going to tell you what I don't understand. It's very hard to compare toilet paper, even if all you're comparing is they're comparing length. But surface area matters. They don't yeah. have to be the same width. And 
thickness of the sheets makes a big difference and what the material's made out of. I, it's, you can't you know just what, say... Pat? Maybe you should do yeah. an empirical test of the product being used and post the video on YouTube so we can all <laughs> see the result. You got to have a control and an experimental I'm the group. control. Well, well anyway, what, what, where are you going with this, Pat? Or Pat? Pocket. So, well, I know you know where I'm going with. This I know family. I know where everybody's going. What was your first your first point? It says it says twelve equals forty eight. So so now the toilet paper is teaching us new math. I Are guess. you looking so at a calculator, Jeremy? Maybe that's why everybody was so upset about the uh, whatever new math or whatever they're teaching. I, I don't. I've, I've heard about this. But We're past four? new math. We're like three three stages past new math. New math was before we were kids, or right after we were kids, or something. Okay. Well, it's like Common Core math or something. Yeah, com- Common I don't know. Core. It's something- common Core is it's a more conceptual approach to mathematical right. ideas. People co- people complain about it, but having kids in school, I I feel like they teach, like you said, they teach the concept, not so much in memorization. I think it's actually as much as some people complain about it. I think I think in that case, I think they're doing a good job, at least some of it. Absolutely, so, but- Pe- people who complain about Common Core don't understand the underlying argument. I think it's. Well, a, can I you guys teach me a Common Core concept? That I, I, I is cannot. that something that fits in the ten minutes? No. I, I guess. I guess. I guess what I'm saying is, I, I would. I would suspect there are things about Common Core as a whole that are bad. Yes. But you can't just lump it all into one thing. Yes. So, but we're off the subject here. No, we're not. It's bad is, math. It's bad okay. math. This is exactly. That's good subject. math. You guys are saying that's good math. No. Well, I, look, I, I feel like there's no moral, morality to math, though. I mean, mm. you know, you could say, you know, what, 700,000 people died in the Civil War. That's not that's not a subject of, that's bad. I don't know, Jeremy. But it's Have not, you seen it's not the, girl, of the math. The girl who has the dance moves for math? I have not. Like this am one? I, am I For plus? Am I allowed? And she's got minus, subtraction, and division. These dance okay. moves, do you know these? You're, oh, you're punching him. You're punching like well, your left look, shoulder see? over your right shoulder. Okay. The problem with that is that that's not the type of mathematical concept that we're trying to get through here. We have oh, no. a real problem with conceptual understanding in math of mathematics in the United States. You know how I know? You want you want to know what my evidence is? Because I do. Go, go to Wal go to Walmart to the checkouts, and you'll see behind the checkouts there's this big blue machine of lottery tickets it dispenses lottery tickets to people and you will see there a sad line of sad faces and next to that there's a waste basket that is heaping with scratch-offs you can't win the lottery if you believe no. that you can win, no, don't roll your eyes. I, I, I have Jeremy at a disadvantage. I'm, I'm not. I see rolling I'm not rolling. I wasn't rolling my eyes. I was, I was looking into my left leftmost lobe where I do my calculations. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. He was accessing that part of his brain. No, we we the lottery it preys on our intuitions. We believe that intuitively we believe that somebody has to win the lottery and factually that's a factually accurate statement but it's also a statistical miss it's a it's a poor interpretation of the statistical information and we we people all people are just bad at interpreting statistical information and so marketing and all sorts of other things usually aimed at trying to get some money out of you really exploits our mathematical weaknesses and that's why we need work in mathematical K 
conceptual competency and common core is aimed at that if we didn't have a problem Jeremy like would it, like to know how to twist this math to get more people to sign up on patreon <laughs> see, see well, that's, we're, I, we're, I would we're, almost laugh that could almost be funny that segue except that's exactly the root of the problem is that type of design but the, wait, the machination we also wouldn't do that though is, you, you are you are contriving to exploit people by like that that's exactly what that is like mark it's all part of marketing and marketing is so inextricably linked with bad math we're fooling people all the time and we just lack honesty in general and if we were more straightforward we would just say jeremy has a patreon page because he's trying to run it just do it go give your plug plug yeah. well, plug the people well, we do i'm not well, I, i'll give my i'll get, put our butt plug in it please sign up for us on patreon and really we weren't we aren't going to give you anything like special and except for we talked about possibly uh having a request for the bad investment level the thousand dollar a month level but other than that no this is bad i feel like i'm really <laughs> well no don't feel bad I mean, everyone, impact- everyone's heard our pitch for patreon we don't we said we, you probably shouldn't do this but it's, it's in one ear and out the other whenever it's slid in when it's direct and honest and it's not look jeremy and pat have good ideas if they have stuff on patreon go look go look at their ideas support them that's what you need to do just be direct but sliding things in and i'm sorry pat i don't mean to like come down on you it's just it's, it's no it's okay example. It's an example of so so just just to be clear here, you're you're making an example out of this, not not ours per se, because I feel like yeah. we don't yeah, we don't necessarily promise anything no. ourselves. Yeah, I can see Jeremy getting sad when you say we about what we do but when a, Jeremy doesn't do that. He's a nice guy. It's just a cultural problem and bad math yeah. is at the root. And that brings me to another another one, another topic. You wanna hear it? You'll like this. No, no, no. Wait, I, I want to ask the timer first. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not in a penalty m- moment. Penalty t- t- clock. We're getting yet. close, though. Well, then so why I, did I you guys ask... reply to the topic then? With the well, remaining time? first of all, the lottery. I don't, I don't, I won't say never. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever bought a lottery ticket, actually. But that being said, when the lottery is played, the money rolls over to next, next, and next, next, right? So at some point, isn't there a point where more more money gets paid out than gets put in? No. As it gets rolled over, no? No. In some you, percentage... Oh, I, don't, I shouldn't say this because I'm sure it's different in every state, but some percentage usually goes to some some sort of... I don't, wanna, I don't know if it's a charity, but in Pennsylvania, they always say that it, the, the proceeds go to help older Pennsylvanians or something they say on the... When they they don't the tell you how big the TV. proceeds are, though. They don't. Kind of like includes one hundred percent real cheese, yeah. But how much does it include? Ninety nine percent of that real cheese could still be fake cheese. Well, it's all real. Everything's real when it comes down to it. It's not, <laughs> not like you're. Thank you for the. Not like you're getting theoretical <laughs> cheese. And and that's that's one thing I have a bit of a problem with at the store, or you know, like I'm trying to. Remember, I think I think it was at a Chick Fil A or something. I got a mayonnaise thing. It says real mayonnaise. I'm like. Or, you know, you go to a place that says fresh fish. I'm like, well, I feel like fresh fish is the is the minimum you require here. You're not going to buy spoiled fish. Could yeah, be frozen. Could unfresh fish. But most be... fish is frozen, isn't it? Everything from the ocean gets frozen before it gets even brought back. 
Is that correct? Depends, depends on. I don't depends know if how, that's correct. I mean, if you're in the if you're in the Arctic, maybe uh, maybe it comes frozen out of out of the out of the water. That's a really interesting question. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, but how, let's let's switch it to produce because you can't freeze produce because if you rupture the cell walls in a plant, it won't taste right. Yeah. So fresh produce, why say fresh? It's superfluous. Let's just say produce. Nobody's going to buy unfresh produce, right? Would you buy wilted lettuce? I wouldn't buy lettuce. <laughs> I just yes, so the, I'm so not your answer is your answer is no, Pat. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Pat. The answer is no. It's a good thing you're here to police my answers, Jeremy. You, you know, you know. And this he podcast, said I don't get in trouble for anything. You know, this podcast. You know, you both are acting like I'm just some sort of like, <laughs> like, like dictator of the podcast or something. And now, now I'm swinging my hand like I am like pocket so started made, it. Yeah, pocket. I'm here to provoke. That's what I want to do. <laughs> that's, that's all I want to do. I just want to provoke good discussion. That's all. All right. I want to get under your skin and provoke you into good discussion. You want to move on to your next one or you want to, you know, you know, you want to let me and Pat have a, have a word in here. Oh, edgewise. oh whatever. Go, go. It's you have the floor, Jeremy. Go. Do I have the floor or Pat? Do you want to have the floor? Well, you, you go ahead. You... Cause I don't think I understand the right topics to be talking. About. I don't think I understood the assignment. All right. Well, <laughs> Well, what I what I want to talk about, you know, one of my subjects was collaboration, and I think this. Uh, Stop. Collaborate and listen, <laughs> Jeremy. Look, I, I'm back. I'm back with the brand new edition of this podcast, Pat. So. Um, Will it ever yeah. stop, yo? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I could well, sing anyway. the Soggy Bottom Boys just to let's call check. back to 20 minutes ago. But let's but let's I check out can't. let's check out the hook here and, and we'll we'll go or flow or, or I whatever really, you might say. I really really like this topic because I got a sneak preak of it, or sneak preview of it last night on that email and that is a really good topic because Okay. I have a couple Well, you well, I'm I, not, you go, you go. Tell me more about it. We're in I, trouble I just, because just, the the vanilla ice confused me and i don't even remember what jeremy said the topic was. collaboration goodness right, collaboration so yeah. i should have remembered that collaborate and listen i'm setting setting the timer for uh whatever all right so so collaboration you know actually when i first met you uh pat pocket it was um i did an article for make magazine and it was about the collaboration between you and peter brown on a um a jurassic jurassic park uh the stat the staff thing he made and I just remember, you know, interviewing you guys and thinking about it. And it took you guys a year and a half to get things right. And I thought, you know, my honest thought was, wow, those those guys are really, really lazy. And I <laughs> I thought, man, why, how can they not get things together? And then, then later, I started doing some collaborations. And if you've noticed on my YouTube channel, there's not any collaborations there. Because I've started one with... Uh, I won't mention his name because I can't remember, partly because I can't remember it and partly because I don't want to call him out. And, you know, Pocket, I think I started a collaboration with you maybe four years ago, I, I, three or two. I don't, I don't really know. And it, it's, it's gone. And it it's was come a fun to nothing. idea too. It was a fun, it was a fun idea. And, you know, I made some progress on it. You made some progress. We all made some progress. And there were even some prototypes sent back and forth. But if you want to, if you keep track of Pocket's uh, channel closely and mine, I'm in so much no... suspense here, Jeremy. I want to know what this it is. It came to an impasse because I insisted that Jeremy use 
essentially garbage or real the kind of the one of the core themes of my channel at least my main channel is to use repurpose you design things for on the cheap and jeremy was using components that were kind of like single purpose components and it wasn't consistent with the channel and we couldn't we couldn't come to a solution that was simple enough i guess to satisfy my unnaturally unreasonable impulse to keep my channel pure <laughs> keep my channel I, you know you see the impulse i just i keep thinking of the um what's the one where uh i don't know they're like in medieval times or something and the guy's got a zorro mask on i'm so bad with names and stuff the princess bride zorro he says the something princess about bride. A, an impasse right inconceivable Isn't that like a big... jeremy anyway so we came to an impasse and because i wanted to use uh Printed circuit boards and pockets said, no, that's not cool. And then we just, I don't know, we got to. We can still revisit it. It's not like we're, we still, it's yeah. not like, it's not as though we're on bad terms over the whole thing or sore over it. It's just, it just didn't work. And we just stopped working on it. Well, yeah, now we I'm stopped. a little sore over it because I, I don't even know what it is and I want to see it. No, we just have to leave. You guys it have me intrigued. It was something with something with lights, something with lights. It was is kind that, of is that fair it was, to say. It was a crossover. The crossover was Jeremy's more tech proficient than I am, and I'm more geometric, I guess, for lack of a better term. So we were kind of taking a geometric object and applying electronic stuff to it, and it was pretty cool. But okay, that's it. Move on. Okay. Well, I was just thinking collaboration generally. Do you have any more more thoughts on that? I mean, yes, yes, I want to hear. I have a question for both of you. I'm ready. Oh, well, we're collaborating, Jeremy. Me and you. This, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. This has been a collaboration for many years. Yeah, we could be like the Wonder Twins. You pull their things Matt up. The Damon. TNT Twins. Tell me about your I, most effective or fruitful collaborations. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because that question could be taken so many, so many different ways. I mean, if I had to say, like in life in general, it would be certainly being being married to my to my wife. You know, it's like oh yeah, but everybody been... does that, Jeremy. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily everybody, but I mean, it's a cop out answer. Yeah, That's, a lot. Well, of, I mean, just doing asked... something everybody else already did. Like, <laughs> how about something that you did that's more unique that most people have, like. All yeah, right, all right. I guess I guess getting married isn't you know good enough for Pat. Even I'm um, married. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. What did your wife think about taking on the uh, the last name Pocket or eighty three when you guys got married? Was that was that um was that okay with her? Yeah, she's pretty easygoing. Okay. She's kind of um, used to my quirks by now. Actually, the other day I was doing something weird in the kitchen, and she gave me this. <laughs> look she gave me this look and she said why are you and I, I said do you even want to ask and we both started laughing she said no not really and she just walked away after how many years now she's just, just totally comfortable just, with the weirdness just, just usually walk, because just the weirdness is a, weirdness and i have a fruitful collaboration yeah okay so that's a that's that's an even more general that's an even more general answer than i gave 
pocket. So that's not my um, answer, though. If, if I were to answer my own question, but you guys are evading it, and I want to hear your answers. You're real. Oh, answer. I haven't evaded it. I haven't even gotten to my answer. All right, you- all right. My most fruitful collaboration, I would say, was probably with, uh, you know, with Max Maker and Pat, and just you know, just having this and everybody that's been on here. I think that's hopefully that's not too much of a cop out. No, it's a, not it's everybody a, has. It's, a, it's a good answer. You guys have the three of you have established a nice body of work. I, I, well, thank you. I actually frequent it. And yesterday in preparation, I went through the whole, your most recent guest. What was his name? Excellent. Um, uh, Alex, Alex Wilson. No perks. DIY oh, perks. perks. DIY perks. Yeah. We had, he wasn't our most recent, but yeah, he's, he's one, he's an excellent guest for sure. Well, I went so. through the whole thing. He was, he was great. He was, he was a model guest. I'm, I, I can't live up to him. Uh, Matt is the nicest guy on YouTube. He also said something that really resonated with me. He said a few things that resonated with me. Let's hear it. For one, I want to poke at a difference, though. He said that he doesn't prototype. Oh, my goodness. He doesn't prototype things due to time constraints. And I understand YouTube pressure. But uh, I prototype. I love prototypes. I have boxes of prototypes. Yeah, but his, his whole channel is prototyping. I mean, yeah, I mean, mine too. Mine too, in a way. I don't, you know, I prototype stuff, but it's more like I, I yeah. video the process and hopefully it comes out to be right. Yes, and sometimes um, you have to throw caution to the wind and just proceed. And you have all of your chips in one place. You're, it just failure is not an option. And I have had projects like that. Have you seen that? Um, what was it? It was like a wooden cube. The the what did I call it? A trefoil cube. Did you see that? It was one piece of black walnut. Hmm. I don't. It sounds familiar. I can't. Well, really... it's a wooden knot, effectively. And oh, okay. it was on your on your channel. Yeah. And okay, I saw I saw the thumbnail image for that. I did so. do I did do some prototyping, but when I when it came to the actual thing, you can't fake it. You can't break it. I'm filming it, and once you have several weeks in of film footage and editing, and that's a lot of work. It's a big gamble, and towards the end, it's stressful. The you know, the video, you know, how many views it has is almost incidental, but the 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 work, the video as well, a piece of work was important to me. A difference between the three of us and Matt Parks is that he needs to get to success because that's his livelihood. He needs the month-long project to work to right. post the video to make. I don't want to say to feed himself that month, but because I'm sure he's doing better than that. But you, you, well, yeah, I took YouTube very seriously for a while before it crashed and burned. But uh, wait, where? What were we talking about? Oh well, yeah, well, yeah, let's let's give Pat a question. Let us get Pat a chance to answer that question. Oh yeah, about great. collaboration. My my yeah, I'd like to listen. Most meaningful, impactful collaboration is yeah. that around the right? Uh, well, I'm not going to say the podcast because we can't repeat it. I'm going to say all the work we did to get our local makerspace up and running and being in the management of the makerspace for two or three years. And there's we started we started that makerspace. I was involved right after we opened the building and they've moved they've grown since i left and they're in a new you know they're bigger better than ever i'd say that's probably the best collaboration i've ever done i think that yeah. was a really that's a good one. sound and serious answer that's 
commendable. Is that good? Or was I supposed to do something goofy? Well, I was expecting something goofy, but that was that beats mine. Okay, oh. well, what's what's yours, Pocket? We want to mine's, hear this. But mine's silly, but it it, it doesn't matter. It's honest. I, uh, years ago, years ago, I was on a very small team of guys. There were four of us. Two of them, two of them were from the UK, and one was from the Netherlands. And we worked on a video game together. Oh, that's fun. And That's it was, not was it the silly one with the, the, the marble, yeah. the marble thing. Yeah, it was, that, uh, honestly, I, it was the the four of us worked so well together. I think it came so naturally. I felt like I would always be able to have collaborations like that, and I've always been after that feeling again. But every collaboration I've been involved with has fallen short of that. It's just never as good. Those guys were brilliant, and our team produced things that were just so creative there there are things out there now because of it that are just incredible i'm so proud of them but it is it is amazing when you can get into a point where you you know you have a certain skill set somebody else has a certain skill set and you guys work together it's very very nice i've experienced that of of, you know at least you know it's it's great when it works out when when the skill sets are complementary that's when it just goes to a whole different level, and that's what I'm talking about. One, see, one of the, one of them could code. I was more artistic. I designed levels. Oh my goodness, it just worked so well. And I'll, it's like a first line of cocaine. You'll you can chase it for the rest of your life, but you'll never get it again. It's just a it's just a metaphor. I would never advocate. What an awful drug. I would think so. I mean, probably better than Matt. Like, we, we'll have to cut this. No, you're we'll not allowed to cut. Editing. You're not allowed to cut. That's that's disingenuous. So if you look it up on Wikipedia, there's this graph of different drugs, and it outlines. It's like this circular, like this radial graph that's like dots and lines that connect, and it shows the different drugs and how they have different levels of social um, consequences, health consequences. And I forget what the third category is. But when you look at all the drugs, far and away, heroin is the worst and cocaine is right underneath it. Okay. So so don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, especially not heroin and or, cocaine. Or, or adults. Well, well, Pocket, I think probably, probably is a good time to take a coffee break pretty soon. But before we get to that, we actually had a question from a listener and actually a former guest. Do you want to you address that? Yeah, go ahead and read it off for you. This is aimed to me. Right. This is at me. Is that you? Yeah. So, wow. uh, so first, first of all, um, it's from Brian Griner actually, and he said, uh, "What oh, is? I uh, see it here, Jeremy." Yeah. So, so about you, he says that's some very impressive work, and I think this kind of goes back to what what you said earlier. He says, "I like how he talks about philosophy and approaching philosophy of approaching projects, e.g., even small amounts of progress are still real progress." I'm looking forward to seeing this interview. What sort of dust control does he use in the shop? There's a personal safety issue, of course, but I saw that he heats his shop with a stove and dust and flames are a deadly combination. Yes, I'm a stickler for safety issues. Just ask Jeremy. So what do you think about that? What do you do about your dust in your shop? Is the, is the caller somebody that you said it was a previous guest? Yeah, he's been on here before, actually. Brian Two, uh, two months ago? Two months ago, yeah. He, uh, Run a YouTube channel or something? No, he's... um. A uh, author actually wrote several works of fiction. I think he did um, 
did technical writing before that. So he's pretty, uh, you know, it's an interesting guy. I'm just curious. Um, I, whoever the person is, I'm not going to allow it to flavor my response. I'm pretty unambiguous <laughs> in my response. This way I'm almost universally disliked on, in YouTube is because I give nasty, honest responses to questions, especially safety okay. comments. Well, 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 Brian seems to like you so far. So, you know, be nice. Oh, I have no reason to dislike him either. I'm flattered that he would ask me a, any question at all. Most YouTube commenters don't ask questions. It's funny that you'll watch a presenter and they say, a lot of people have been asking about... No, they haven't. You're lying. They haven't been asking you anything. I don't care how many views or subscribers you have. Nobody's asking you anything. People comment. They don't ask. Very seldom do they ask questions. When they do, I roll out the red carpet. I will give you any anything at my disposal to answer your question okay. when you ask a question. And to that spirit, let me answer your question. What dust collection do I use? Sadly, shamefully, none. I don't just use your lungs. You just inhale all the dust. Well, I I try I do use particulate filter mask uh, res, uh, respirator whenever I okay. whenever it gets bad. I try to keep the garage door open. I know it's a problem. I, I, I I'll tell you, I'm so much happier using the respirator than just a basic mask. I didn't realize how much more air you can suck in yeah, those through white, the respirator than you can like a cloth mask. Those little white dust masks don't waste your money. Get yourself a no. 3M. Get yourself a 3M fitted one. Learn how to do inhale, exhale, uh, you know, negative air press or tests so that you know that your fit is correct. Learn how to do that. Get it fitted so that it's correct, and you will have a much better time using a respirator. There, it's a wonderful thing. You need to take it seriously. Not all particulate substances are the same, though. I don't take wood dust as seriously as I do, like drywall dust or you know some mm. other things. Well, another concern, like another concern with your breathing, is the stuff that you burn makes smoke. So some fuels are worse than others. It helps if you use uh, really well-cured firewood. I try to only use maple now because maple burns the hottest. It burns blue. It burns clean. I will never use coal. It's so stinky and terrible. Sounds like a good answer. Or maybe, you know. Oh, I will say, like, for myself, he didn't ask me, but I will answer this. <laughs> For me, I have a um, a box fan, and I put a twenty inch filter on it, and I run that a lot. And I think yeah. that's, I think that's pretty nice. I've been meaning to it's make business. one of those. I really have. So to 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 really put a stamp on this, my answer to this person, I, I really do think that I don't take it seriously enough. Your point is noted. I really mean to get into that. It's just as a person with many many. I have a lot of irons in the fire <laughs> and I don't always. it's tough to prioritize and shamefully I can't always get to the things that are probably more important. So, okay. Well, I, I have I, an air I, filter I, I in think, here. I accept I your think Brian respectfully. I'll do something about it. <laughs> well, I think he was just asking, but I think, I think Brian will forgive you. I think. We'll, yeah, I'm I don't sure. think he, there's an accusation involved, <laughs> but, um, anyway, so yeah, but, but a good, good question. And, um, Till, why don't we why don't we get to the coffee break? We'll take a little break, and uh, 
you know, probably for this this episode, we'll be splitting up into two. So we'll take the coffee break, and then in the next episode, we'll be back with Pocket. So, sound good, everybody? Yeah, can I do the music? Sure, please. Did I do it good? I think that's fine. Welcome to the coffee break. Uh, I'm still Pat Regan, and this is still uh, my lovely co-host, JeremySCook.com. And Jeremy is going to read us the top five patrons on Patreon, as he usually does for us. That is right, Pat. I am going to read you the top five patrons on Patreon, as I'm supposed to say. First of all, we got our friend Timothy Moran. Then we got Carl. Hello, Carl. Michael Sizer. Got Raptor, creatively spelled. Stuart Morrow. Brian Moses, and of course, Positive Waves is waving on by, I think. Um, oh, Jeremy, so yeah. I might be fired. Why is that? I didn't count any of those. Usually I do it on my fingers, so I don't even know how many you said, but I bet it was at least five. So so thank you so much for your support. It, it really, really means a lot. And and Pat, if somebody did want to support us on Patreon, pa- Patreon where could they go? I know where they could go. You could uh, open up your web browser and go to www dot patreon.com slash create invent that's all one word it's the name of our podcast create invent and you can give us a dollar a month there or something like that if you if you're so inclined something like that and, and during the podcast i know we really we really pushed it hard so, so you know <laughs> but, um but yeah actually pat do they have a do we have a bulletin board that people can dial into to, to sponsor oh us? my goodness yes we have a Oh, it's even better than a bulletin board, Jeremy. You can click on a website. You can do it on your phone, and you can go to speakpipe.com slash createinvent, and we'll put that on the screen. It'll be in links and stuff. And you can leave us a voicemail, and we could play, if you want us to, you can let us know if you don't want us to, but we could play it here during the coffee break, and we can answer your question or comment on whatever you're talking about. We'll do something with it. You know, you know, Pat. I haven't talked to you about this, but but as far as the speak pipe thing goes, you know, I, I think what we're going to have is a contest, and whoever gives the best modem impression will win a prize. Oh. Does that sound good? So, what's the prize? I I don't know. It's a surprise surprise to all of us. I used to be able to whistle a connection at three hundred baud. Really. Yeah, it's not hard. The other end will just pick up. Yeah, I used to use it to test my own software to. You know, a connection would be enough for the for the FidoNet front end to connect and listen and then kick off the scripts to launch the BBS. So I would just call is, from the other phone. I go and I'd whistle. That's you're. I don't you're remember like the a, tone anymore. You're like a regular Captain Crunch there. Yeah, so. sure. <laughs> it was, I mean, I don't think it was 2600 hertz though. Okay, although I although I think he's uh, persona non grata these days. If that's the is right that word. true? I don't even. I don't. I don't know enough of my hacker history, Jeremy. He doesn't even know where you're watching this. If you're watching, I don't. I don't so know. We don't even know. But we don't know. know. But but you know. That's right. You know. So either way, whatever. We'll have a we'll have a link to the next show, next part of the show. And Pocket was talking about AI and where that's going, and just kind of the philosophy of that. And as you can imagine, if you've you know listened to this first part with Pocket, he has a lot of thoughts, and we do too. And we talk about it, so I think it'll be enjoyable. I hope so too, Jeremy. I mean, I guess we know. I edited we it. We do. I thought it was fun. We should say one more thing, Jeremy. What's that? Let's get you back to the show. Let's get you back or to the to show. The, 
Yeah. That seemed pretty good. An HOA isn't the solution to any problem.